0: I'm just making sure that if there are any normal people tuning in, they tune out. (laughs) What is happening? Who is taking over the airwaves? What is going on in this world? Well... We are here, it is now, and we are about to have some words. Well, we are having some words. About to, have, will, are, am, is, was, and all the rest of it. (laughs) I'm feeling pretty chirpy at the moment, which is probably a good thing, considering how serious... Things can be, at times, very serious. Today I'd like to talk about feminism. And this is a very simple, easy-to-understand thing. And we have talked about this before, many a times. And we've looked at many of the related literature's books on the subject, most particularly the book Grace and Grit by Ken Wilber. We did a whole series on that, if you remember. There's a whole commentary. So if you want to go deeper, you can go back to that. But today, I just want to keep it simple. I just want to give a broad overview because it is so simple. And here's how we do it. Feminism has three waves. Wave number one, wave number two, and wave number three. It's as easy as one, two, three. There's no need to overcomplicate it or become anything that would resemble a ball of knots. Now, when we talk about waves, when we're looking at cultural phenomenons there's basically a few things to understand about waves one is the time period now we can look at waves as if they are a time period such as between the 1900s to the 1960s from the 1960s to the 1980s and that's a period period kind of wave then we can look at a wave as in in relation to the other waves one was more dominant at one time and then slowly another one overtook it at another time and then along came another one and overtook both of them. And that would be by how dominant a force they are within the cultural sphere, within humanity. Now, here's the easy way to understand waves, which is that life unfolds in a kind of sequence. There's a logical order by which things go after or before Other things. And this happens on a cultural scale. It also happens on an individual scale. So, to understand waves, all you really need to understand is that each person essentially has the first wave happen to them or sort of goes into it in a kind of doing, being, feeling, thinking, talking, relating expanding, and so on. And then they go on to the next one. Now, this is why it can become a little bit confusing, because we have the cultural waves, which are these big, moving generalities, and yet people are still born and then have to go through all three of them, even though they've passed. So that's why you have people at multiple stages of things at different times all at once, which shouldn't be a surprise, right? <laughs> I mean, when it's when it comes to age, <laughs> there's no surprise. It's like, okay, so you're five years old and I'm whatever age and someone else is another age, 40, 50, 60. My grandma is 99, can you believe it? Oh my goodness. Anyway, that's a, that's a side plot. But the same thing happens. The same thing as with age happens with psychological memes, with cultural phenomenons, with, dare I say, levels of consciousness, or flavors of consciousness. So, that's waves. And when we look at feminism like this, It's no different. There are three basic ways. And they're so simple. And it's so easy. It's so crystal clear. It doesn't take much to explain this, to understand this. Here's what happened with feminism. Firstly, women realized they were different from men. That's where it all began. Then, the first wave was when they said, we can be just like men. We can do all the things they can do. We can do the jobs they can do. We can do the sports they can do. We can do the cultural and societal activities that they do, we can go the places they go, we can say the certain things that they say, we can wear the certain things that they wear, and all the rest of it. You can fill out the details. You can think of many examples. But the broad general feeling is that anything a man can do, a woman can do. Now, of course, this led to many great things, such as women's rights and women gaining the vote, just to mention one of the many things that came from this first wave of fem- feminism. And, of course, to move along to the second wave, if we can so quickly, when talking about such large moving slow glaciers, such as cultural phenomenons, the second wave of feminism was when women realized that they were different from men and that's what they wanted to be. And it was this new thing of doing all the things that... Only women can do. These are all the things that make a woman a woman, which is completely distinct from a man. So the first wave is women basically becoming men. And the second wave is when the women said, okay, well, we've had enough of that. We don't want to do that. Let's go back to being what we really are. And then you have all these amazing things, wonderful things. Women are sexy. Women are into fashion. Women are into showing off their bodies. Women are into makeup. Women are are into childbearing and being mothers and being family owners and householders. It's that feminine thing. It's that flamboyant thing. They do ballet dances and all these posh sort of things. And of course, as always, the details are up to you. But I think there's, there's no greater image of this than the sexy top model woman who's got this outrageous costume out on the catwalk, And all the paparazzi are taking photos of her. And it's just like, wow, look at me. So that's the second wave of feminism. And it's very empowering. It's very empowering for women. And there are many good things that came from that wave, that comes from that wave. But as we do, when we're talking about glaciers, we do have to move on quickly to the third wave. Now, if the first wave began with seeing that women are different to men and the second wave began with, well, women seeing that they're different to men, You can guess what the third wave begins with, and that is that, well, women realize they are different to men. But this time, the response is different. This time, there's a monumental shift in the identity of the woman. It's the identity of the person, I should say. Because, of course, this doesn't just apply to women, but that's a little bit of a complex that we might not get to just yet. But the third wave says, I am different to everything. I am different to each and every individual person. I am an individual. And I can't identify with broad things like cultural phenomenons. I can't identify fundamentally with groups, with institutions, with ideologies, with beliefs. Beliefs such as women are sexy models or women can do whatever men can do. These are beliefs. These are ideas. And in this third wave of feminism the person in question starts to see their individuality and they see it so deeply and so vastly that it turns full circle and they see that they are connected with everything. They are in a harmony with everything. And this wave is often coincided with Meditative awareness, introspection, questioning yourself, letting go of old ideas, letting go of old ideologies, not strongly attach ta- attaching yourself to something. There's no, there are no resounding statements such as, I am a woman or I am strong. Anything like that. There's a lack of ego. These things that are tied with identity, asserting identity, asserting what you are, which is what the first two waves of feminism are so strongly occupied with, doesn't happen in the third stage, in the third wave. There's no strength And yet there's no weakness. There's just clarity. There's just seeing. And of course, this third wave of feminism has awarenesses of not just questions of gender and cultural upbringing and even ethnicity or anything like that, but it also in so many ways, goes beyond all that to what does it mean for you to exist? What does it mean for you to be a being that is having the human experience in this vast cosmos which has nebulous eons of stars and galaxies? And the great Milky Way floating ever so silently overhead. So that's a crash course in feminism. That's the crash course in three waves of feminism. Now you might notice that the third wave, in a sense, isn't exactly broadly expect, uh, broadly accepted. It's not really, it's not really br- like, it hasn't really happened yet. Like we could say in some ways that it's happening now. We're sort of getting to that. But unlike the first two, which we can see historically that they have happened. And also we can see that certain people speaking today, living today are at those sort of two different levels. There's like, yeah, I mean, how do I say this? Y- you understand now what I mean by we all have to go through those stages. Just like ages, we have people at different ages. So, the only other thing that I should mention is that there's just one more metric that we can put on all this. And that is what we might call pathological and correctly functioning or well-functioning or functioning in the way that it should be. Or we might say integrated. So you can have pathological versions of psychological structures and integrated versions. So the integrated version is when it's working in a healthy way. It's working to the benefit of the individual, of the society, of the people around them in, if I may say, in the way God intended it. (laughs) I don't know if we really need to bring God into it. We could say Zeus or Santa Claus in the way that Easter Bunny intended it. And that's a good thing. That's a positive thing. And then there's also the pathological side, which we could say, well, there's the toxic side. Toxic feminism. Is there such a word? Would I dare say? Would I dare suggest that there is such a thing? Well, actually, everything has a toxic form. Everything. And I mean everything has a toxic form. And that goes for physically, emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually. Anything that falls into all of the different spheres of existence that we have has a pathological version and an integrated version, or the enlightened version, we might say, if we want to speak even more broadly. So that's another one to sort of play with. Now, it's not for me to judge at this stage what is toxic and what is not, what is working and what is not. I mean, all I can say is, how I feel and what I see. And I don't know if any of that is really... (laughs) I don't know if any of that is really interesting at all. So, maybe just think about it for yourself. And it really is so simple. It really is. So, first wave feminism... Is when the women say, we can do anything men can do. Second wave feminism is, we're women and we're celebrating that. And third wave feminism goes beyond gender entirely, it becomes existential. So, that's really all I have to say. So, thanks very much for tuning in. Trying to keep it snappy, trying to keep it short. I hope you're having a beautiful evening, morning, afternoon, breakfast, lunch, dinner, tea. Unless you're doing intermittent fasting like I am at the moment. I'm trying to keep my eating window down to about three hours. And that's been really helpful. That's been really good. But that's... Let's not make this about me. That's a different, I can do a different episode on that, on eating patterns. I just thought I would share some thoughts today. So thanks very much. We'll be back soon. Uh, I'll also say, my name is Doster. I know it might be a bit confusing, but my name is Doster. So please call me Doster. So thanks very much. And we'll be back soon with more.